You're listening to another episode on the Man of Class podcast. I'm your host, Eric Yusko, founder of Man of Class, this podcast, and is the exceptional men's life coach, helping men live out their true potential. This episode, I'm super excited about. I've got a lot of uh, ideas, a lot of experiences, a lot of ways of trying to help you avoid stalling out. If you've ever stalled out on your journey, you know what I'm talking about. It's frustrating. It's It just drives you nuts, and you just kind of feel blah. You can't really articulate it. This episode will help with all that, so make sure to stay tuned. Every day, the world tolerates less and less of traditional masculine behavior, which has driven a new standard for men to be successful. How does one evolve so that they can win in today's world? Enter Man of Class, a place to empower men to break down traditional masculinity and build the necessary skill sets, mindset, and confidence to become the men that society desperately needs. Welcome, and I hope you enjoy. Welcome back. You're in the same series as we were before. We took a little bit of a hiatus or a pause in between there, but I wanted to to kind of get back onto uh, the the series and to kind of wrap this series up. And and you know, it's it's interesting because some of these episodes get into a little bit more depth and a little bit more uh, thinking through what's going to be your next step in some of this. And so that's why I wanted to do this episode specifically. Because this episode is really to avoid stalling out. And we don't hear that too often. Most of the time in the marketplace, you hear people went from rags to riches, uh, (laughs) riches to rags. uh, But nobody really talks about the stalling out periods. And what I mean by stalling out periods is maybe you get your first thousand dollars. Maybe you get the first five thousand, ten thousand. Maybe you hit six figure salary and you just kind of stop there. Right. And you don't really get to where your long-term goals are, but you may hit your short-term. So I want to cover that specifically because that is such a very powerful thing that is real life. This is real life, real world. This happens to so many people. Uh, every time that I talk to somebody who has, who has started to build wealth or who is further along in the wealth journey, maybe than myself, it, these are things that happens to them. And it happens to everybody at different phases. And so that's the other interesting thing is it's not like it's a, okay, once you hit this, then all of a sudden you're going to, you know, you'll be fine, right? Um, once you start investing, then you'll be, you know, everything will be easy on easy street. Uh, that's not necessarily the case. And so we, we, I wanted to take this moment to, to kind of reflect that and to go through some of the things that I found to help minimize that stalling out. So that when you get to that point, you know what to go do so you can keep moving on your journey. Be aware of it, right? Because most people, again, awareness is the name of the game. They become aware of it. Then all of a sudden they're like, oh, hey, I remember listening to that episode. So even if you're listening to it now, you may not be at a stalling point, but you will be. I, I guarantee that you will be. You will be stalled at some point in your life. So this, you know, come back to this episode. This episode is meant not only for today, but for future listeners. So I really wanted to get into you know, where, you know, what is that scenario? Because if you haven't hit a stall out period, then you may not really know what I'm talking about. You may go, I, I don't under, I don't understand, right? I'm, I, I've got great success right now. You know, maybe you started to take in some of the, some of the wisdoms that, that whether it's been Chad or David or myself, we've been sharing, you know, maybe you've started to incorporate some of the stuff and maybe you're on a roll. And so you may not really understand what that, what that is even about, what that stalling out means. And, you know, stalling out is just, 
is just exactly that. You start going, 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 and then maybe you lose motivation. You stop, you know, whatever has been working for you, you stop doing those things because you become unmotivated. Uh, Maybe you hit your goal. Uh, You kind of feel like you're on a hamster wheel. You're kind of stuck in this realm uh, maybe from a cash, you know, you may be cash flow limited, right? You may just be in that I make enough money and then, you know, I've, I can only put away maybe $500 a month or, or $100 a month, right? Depending on where you're at. And you can't just break that cycle. And so that's what I want to get into is that hamster wheel. And so, you know, I'll share a story. I was back in my 20s, um, especially even before that, I always wanted to be six figures. I wanted to get to a six figure salary. And I would, I, I told myself I want to be six figures by 30, six figures by 30. And that was like the thing that I was super, like super conscious of, super ambitious on, super clear. And it was like right around, it's funny because it was like 29, 29 is when I actually hit it. But it was like right at that moment, that's, then all of a sudden I kind of hit a dwell period. I was like, I felt myself letting off the accelerator a little bit. You know, and again, I can only speak to this because of kind of looking back hindsight, you may not be able to do the same thing because you may be living in it. Or when you get to that point, maybe then you'll start pausing there as well. Or maybe you have gone through this and you go, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I remember that feeling of pulling off the accelerator. I didn't want to stop. But at the same time, I hit my goal. And it was like once I hit it, that was it. Right. Pressure relief valve came off like I was good. Like I felt like I finished the marathon and I was like, okay, done. You know, I'm done. And it was funny because then all of a sudden it was all the same stuff that I didn't want to have happen where it was like, okay, but then, you know, once once you make that money, then you want more needs or maybe you want more wants or maybe you, you know, you start expanding, you see what's possible. But then you're still rationalizing and working your way through why you can't evolve or get to the next step, right? Instead of maybe just hitting six figures, it was how do I go even for you know, even further? Or how do I get six figures? How do I make more money with less active work, right? Less active hours. Because again, right, once you get money, then you start working about time. Then so when you get time, then you start working about purpose. And you know, that was that was a, a big challenge for me. I, I remember going having these conversations. I'm like, but I was so like uh, just a couple months ago, I was just so ambitious. Like I just, I would wake up early. I'd, you know, I'd stay up late. I would get all the stuff done and I was just, you know, making leaps and bounds and, you know, building credibility and, you know, doing this, doing that. And before I knew it, it was just like, blah, right? And you have a hard time telling somebody that because what people told me was, well, you're just burned out. And I'm like, no, 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 you don't understand. This isn't burnout. I know what burnout feels like because I've been there. This isn't it. This is like a lack of motivation. And again, I couldn't articulate it at that point. So I kind of struggled in silence for a while because I couldn't really tell people because if I did tell people, they they told me one of two things, either A, you're burned out, you need to stop working too hard, which that wasn't the case because if that was the case, that would have happened well before then, um, well before you actually get to the prize. And if it was um, so I knew I knew it wasn't burnout because, like I said, I've I've been there before. But the other one was, well, you just need to be appreciative of what you have. And I knew, again, that wasn't necessarily the case because there was a light switch. You know, it was like I was good. I was good. I was good. And then all of a sudden, boom, I lose motivation and had nothing to do with the appreciation aspect of it. So I knew there was like this missing thing. 
And so it took me a couple of months where I was like, I just, I don't understand, right? I don't, I don't want to wake up early. I don't, you know, I, I, I did, but I just couldn't do it. And it was in that struggle where I was just like, I just don't understand. I started going super, super deep on myself. I started going, you know, spending a lot of time with myself, diagnosing my thoughts, dying, you know, diagnosing my energy. What are my, what's my mindset? What's my energy, right? Because mindset is, is phase one energetic uh, mastery is sort of phase two. And I was just working my through, working my way through all this. And I'm like, well, what changed? What was really different? And the difference was I had something that I wanted to go after. Then all of a sudden it came like a light bulb hit me where I was like, wait a second, you stop once you pass your why. I'm going to let that sink in for a second. You pass, once you pass your why, you stop. Right? Just like that analogy when I, when I felt like it was passing a, you know, finishing a marathon, that's what it felt like in my mind. That's what it felt like energetically. Once I got to, once I got that last promotion, once I got my, you know, get, got myself to that six figures, all of a sudden I just hit the release button and I was like, oh, I finally did it. I'm done. And then that's when all of a sudden it was like problems became a little worse. Uh, stress then became a little harder. Uh, my motivation to keep working and, and, and whether it's get, you know, getting out there and making new connections and, and working my way up to more and more it all of a sudden just died because I surpassed my goal. And so that's a very big thing when you're on your wealth journey to be aware of. A lot of people, when I talk to them, I say, you know, hey, what's your wealth goal? Like, what is it that you want to get done? They'll come back and they'll say, well, I want to have like $20,000 in savings, or I want to start investing in maybe it's cryptocurrency. Maybe I want to start investing in real estate. Maybe I want to start in whatever that it is, right? It's some finite amount. Right, it's twenty thousand. It's a hundred thousand. It's five thousand. It's uh, maybe it's you know twenty. You know maybe it's a hundred dollars a month that they're that they're slowly putting into investing. Once they get to that level, they stall out, and then they go, "Well, why am I doing all this? That was a lot of effort, and then now I did it." You know, so like once you have twenty thousand dollars in savings, then all of a sudden, instead of living that same lifestyle where you're able to save, I'm just making up numbers, five hundred dollars a month, let's say. Now, all of a sudden, you go back and that $500 that you worked your budget and you figured out how you could actually save, now all of a sudden vanishes and somehow gets absorbed back into normal everyday spending. So you can't actually get back. You you can't get back on that savings curve. You hit that 20K savings. Now you're done. And what, you, what you'll find is because you, you passed your why. And when I tell people about this concept of like, hey, once you pass your why, once you pass whatever goal it is that you set for yourself, you're done. That's why I'm always a big proponent. That's why Man of Class has the A, adapt, adaptability and, and constantly striving for success because I realized that once you got to your goal, you needed to, you needed to adapt your goal. You needed a bigger goal. You needed to transition your goal. Right. If it, if you're getting to twenty thousand and you're at like nineteen, you need to automatically be saying, "Hey, what am I going to do with the twenty now that I've got it?" Maybe that gives me a sense of confidence of like self, you know, secure because I can float myself for six months. Now it's the okay. Now I need another twenty thousand. That twenty thousand, I'm I'm done with. You know, take some time, appreciate, go out to dinner, celebrate, and however you want to go celebrate. You know, celebrate your successes and your wins. But then start thinking about what's going to be. Where am I going to go after I hit that twenty k? 
maybe I want to start, you know, I have 20K for savings now. Now I want to have 20K for investing. And then you move the next needle and you go, hey, I've crushed it. I've done exactly what I needed to go do, you know, celebrate, you know, win that success, but then get on to that next thing. Because once you become idle, then all of a sudden you'll start to fall prey to everybody else's goals and dreams for you. Or maybe goals and dreams for themselves. Then you'll start finding yourself buying things that maybe you don't really need, but you're like, ah, I got the extra money, so I'm just going to go do that. Eh, maybe I'll go get a new pair of shoes or eh, I'll go do, you start to lose some of that discipline. And it has nothing to do with you as an individual. It has something to do with the fact that what your brain knows, hey, I'm off, I'm off goal now, right? I've hit that. And the, and the same is true. I, I can say again from experience when I look back, it's I had the same happen in the health industry. Right. Once I got to my goal was to get 10 percent body fat. Once I worked my way down and I finally hit I was like nine point six. The day that I hit nine point six, I was like, I'm done. I did it. And that was it. It was like it was a destination. And it's not the you know, and I didn't look at it as a journey. Once I hit 10 percent, then all of a sudden I, I transitioned again. It took me some months because, you know, I'm blonde. Sometimes this takes me some time to work my way through all this stuff. But you know, I started to realize that, okay, once I got to the 10, what do I want to go do differently? Now, maybe I want to start working on making sure that my, you know, cholesterol and blood pressure and like all these other things, like maybe that's where I turn my attention to. Some of the things that I know is in my my family's DNA or my history, how do I go start maybe being a little bit more proactive in that regards while maintaining my 10%? And so that's the same thing, right? While you, you keep your 20K in savings, then you go and say, now I'm going to, over the next six months or 12 months, I'm going to go get 20K in investing. And that's then how you can start to transition some of that stuff. And, you know, I wish I could have, I wish I could share this advice with people. You know, that's why I'm so happy that we've got this podcast that I can share this stuff because this advice it was, would have been golden for me in my 20s. Because in my 20s, I was doing a lot. I was reading a lot. I was doing, going through massive self-discovery and, you know, trying to find, you know, fine tune and understand some of the stuff can really open you up so that you don't have as many crashes. So you don't have as many, I finally made it, but now I'm, I go back to maybe be unhappy, right? Because I, I hit my goal. I thought of it as a destination when in reality it's the journey. And so, you know, it, 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 there's a lot to kind of digest and unpack there. But the biggest thing is once you, once you get to your why, once you start to pass your why it all, it, you're done. Right. That's why you need to change your why. And I was having an interesting conversation the other day because I was before I decided to record this podcast, I was talking to Amber, my wife, and we were talking through this exact situation. I said, you know, I said, it's interesting because once I once I surpass something, then all of a sudden, like I let off the gas and she had said, she's like, well, yeah, but you that's because you just need, you know, your long term goal. And, it, and then I started thinking about it is like, well, is it really a long term goal problem, you know, short term and long term goal? And then I kind of realized that it's it is and it's not. In some instances, I think that it can be. I think if you're getting a short term goal like 20K for savings and then maybe you want to get 20K for investing, you know, what is the bigger goal there? Why is that? Maybe it's because you want to be able to to know that you're less reliant on that job. If for some reason something happens, you have coverage so that you can go find the job, you know, find something that's right for you. 
or maybe it's investing and you want to create another income source. So that way, maybe instead of being reliant on a two household income, you can drop down to just one and the other you know, spouse can maybe start a business or maybe that's you, right? Maybe you start that business or maybe you start that hobby or or it's just you guys get to do more traveling, right? Whatever that case is, that deeper why and, and having a bigger uh, long-term goal. I also think there's something to be said that, I, again, I look at the phrase, you know, if you want to go to the moon, aim for the stars, you know, go, go well and beyond some place that you want to go because most of the time we actually get what we want, right? So if you got to the moon, you know, then that would be it, right? Or maybe you fall short. Now you're in somewhere in between space. But I never really understood that. I'm like, oh, if you, you know, aim for the stars. If you if you miss, you'll at least be, make it to the moon or something. However that phrase goes, I don't quite know how that phrase goes. But it, it, it was really interesting because I do think there's a happy, there's a balance there of setting a larger long-term goal but it, it's hard for us because we like to think in terms of that one month, two months, 90 days, six months, maybe even a full calendar year. But when you think of like a decade, like that, what you can get done in a decade is just monster. And it's, and it's hard. It's so hard to think through where you want to be in 10 years. Some people have wonderful forethought. And they go, oh, I know exactly where I'm going to be in 20 years, 20 year, or in 10 years, right? 10 years, I want to be boom, 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 boom. Uh, but for a lot of people, it's very hard to extrapolate out that far. And so I think, again, we we can stifle one area to be on the watch out for is, is sort of a stifling short-term goals. I want to get to 20K. You get to 20K and it's like, now what? Right. So you need those constant, you need those constant evolving short term goals to kind of help get you to and and not just say, well, once I hit this, then I'll hit this, then I'll hit this, then I'll hit this. Set out a short term goal, work your way towards that goal. But recognize when you start getting close, you need to get back on the strategy side, because I think if you have too many of these short term goals, oftentimes you just get overwhelmed because you're like, oh, my God, how am I going to get 20 K for investing and 20 K for this and pay off all my debts and do all this? And it just feels overwhelming because there's so many things that you're trying to do all at once that then you get overwhelmed and you go, can't do it. I just can't do it. I, I, I don't know where to go. I start getting frozen fear. Analysis paralysis starts to set in and you can't quite take that next step. But if you have a short term goal, and again, I'm just going to go back to this 20K for savings. If you say, you know, 20K for savings and then as you start getting like even 15, right, you start going, okay, after I get this right now, this becomes a lot more real to me. I know that when I hit that 20K in savings, now I know where I'm going to transition. My next thing is going to be, you know, moving over to um, investing or maybe it's real estate or paying off all the cars or whatever that it might be, right? You, you have that intention. And I think if you kind of keep stacking the deck in that way, you'll be able to see that you're actually hitting each short-term goal consistently. And even if you don't have a long-term goal, you can start pointing your way going, well, if it's 20K for savings and 20K for investing, really, I guess my overall is I want X. Right. I want to be able to maybe retire at 50. 
Uh, maybe it's I want to be able to start being an angel investor in businesses. Uh, maybe I really want to be a pinnacle in my church or my community. Or maybe it's a I want to start a, a a charity organization, something, right? Something that that you can start to see that's bigger than just yourself. And so I'd say that's one piece of it, making sure that your short-term goals are almost stacked so that as you start getting close to that one short-term goal, you've got another one at the ready. Celebrate your wins, but then move on to the next thing. And I think that will help to ensure, even if you don't have a long-term goal. And then I think for long-term goal, that aspect of that side of it is just making sure that you have a long-term goal that's big enough and that's exciting enough. Like paint that picture so fully. I actually, it's funny. I remember doing this um, camera. I think it was maybe when I was going through coaching training and they did, they did this exercise with everybody and they said, you know, close your eyes and imagine where you would want to be in a year. If literally anything was possible, all you had to do is think of it. What would be the things that you would have in your life? And I think this is a great example. So if you can, you know, if you're not driving, you know, please don't close your eyes when you're driving. Uh, but if you're if you're in a place where maybe you can think about this or even if you are driving or doing something, take this exercise down. We'll go through. Take it with you and just see where it goes. But close your eyes. You know, again, if you're driving, please don't. Please do not focus on the focus on the road ahead. But what are the things in a year that you can imagine? Literally anything that would come to you. Anything from a finance standpoint, anything from a life standpoint, if you could have anything happen for you, what are those things? What kind of house, right? Imagine everything is a clean slate. You're literally sketching in your mind the life that you want to have piece by piece. What would that look like to you? What kind of house? You know, what's the driveway? What does the driveway look like as you pull into your house? You're seeing this all for the first time. Imagine, you know, is it four beds? Is it three beds? Is it five beds? Is it, you know, a thousand square feet, 2000 square feet, 5,000, 10,000 square feet. And, and don't let, don't let the normal, well, you know, but I got to worry about the heating bills or the electric bills. Or, don't worry about any of that. What are the dreams that you really want to have in your life? Because everything is figure outable. So go for what that is. Right. If you're if your ideal dream is to have a 10,000 square foot mansion, then put that down. Because when you start getting super crystal clear, I'll, I'll, I won't cover that now. I'll cover that in a little bit. But but keep going on that. What is what is it that you're driving as you're coming into your driveway? How much land is it? Is it a small, you know, point one acre, point three acre? Is it an acre, five acres, 100 acres? a thousand acres, right? What are all the things that, that you can envision and see within that house, right? What is it that you're wearing? What are the shoes that you're wearing? Are you wearing just gym workout clothes because that's what feels best to you? Or is it that you're wearing a suit and tie, you know, a custom tailored suit? Again, all the, all this stuff is very important because when you start going through all this, how is it feeling? What does it look like? all that stuff, you're going to start portraying of like, this is what's really important to me. This is, you know, where I want to be. This is where I want to go. This is what I want to have. And what's, you know, the reason why I said, don't, don't cut yourself short 
is the more that you start portraying a lot of this stuff and you start to say, I, I really want, the, you know what? It sounds so ridiculous. Like it sounds so sick, but so ridiculous at the same time. Having a 10,000 square foot mansion, just a baller mansion with a marble staircase or like walking up, right? People, you told that to people, people would be like, man, you're crazy. Like, what, what are you doing? What are you doing talking that craziness, right? You, you don't need any of that. You don't, you don't need all that flashy stuff. But if that's what really lights you up, then you do you and don't worry about everybody else because you're going to have an easier time following a short and a long-term plan if it's because you know when you walk into that marble staircase that you just that feeling that you're feeling right now when you start imagining yourself opening up that door and what that feels like to you, you'll have a heck of a lot easier time working every day and saying, how can I align my goals so that I can get that staircase? Or maybe it's a it's a small house that's fully paid off that you can have fully paid off in a year. Right. But that feeling of, hey, I've got this small house. It has literally everything that I can desire because I really want global, you know, to be able to travel a lot more. So having a small house that literally covers my needs, but then allows me to travel nine months out of the year. That's what I really, that's what really lights me up, right? Whatever lights you up is going to be different than everybody listening to this and is different for me. But as you go through this exercise, you're going to start to see some of that stuff. And I say what's, you know, what's possible in a year because our brains can comprehend what's going to happen in a year. If I say, you know, put yourself out 10 years, you're going to say, well, either I don't have kids and I may have kids. I might have kids and they have left the house, right? There's so many different life, big life movements that happens that people tend to focus on how hard it is to understand that piece of it. And they can't really work their way through what they really want. But if you do a year and you say, hey, if you if literally anything could be done in a year, what would it be? You can start to formulate what that is. And when you formulate what that is, then what you can do is start putting together what that long and that short-term plan is, right? Then you can start saying, hmm, okay, here's how I can start maybe working my way through some of this stuff and how, okay, in order to do that, I, you know, what does that look like to me? Well, who do I have to become, right? The be do have, then that stuff can start coming into existence because, you can start figuring those pieces out, those pieces of the puzzle out so that if you start putting those stuff together, then all of a sudden a year becomes two, two becomes three, four, five, six, all the way up to 10. And before you know it, you're actually walking in that staircase or maybe you're walking into that home that's fully paid off that you're traveling nine months around a year and it's, it becomes reality. And so I share all of this because these are ways, right? Doing that, doing that awesome year exercise for your long term and then doing sort of your short term, you know, making sure you have a short term goal always at the ready is going to be an it is going to enable you to not get stalled out on your journey, to not just hit that 20K or hit that six-figure salary and then go, okay, but now what, right? What was this all for, right? You got super clear. You got, you're like, this is what I want. This is what I want. You go after it, you hit it. And then it's like crickets. And then you start to lose that motivation. And then you're like, I don't know why I was working that hard anyway. And then the doubt comes in and then the doubt. And it just is this self-fulfilling thing that just starts eating you up. 
And before you know it, you're you're asking people going, I don't know. I used to be so I used to be in such great shape. I used to uh, be ambitious. I used to be a hustler. I used to go out and, and search out deals. I used to, to do all these things. Right. But now all of a sudden I just feel blah. There's no other way to explain it than just kind of blah. And you know what I'm talking about if you've ever had a stalling out moment. And if you haven't, I pray that you don't. Um, I know it probably will happen, but I pray that it doesn't because it, it's a tough, it's a tough, uh, time to go through for any, any, any person that goes through it. I can say I've definitely gone through my stalls, uh, whether it's been in the health space, uh, finance space relationship, um, you know, to share another example of, of how this plays out in different modalities is I was dating all these girls and, um, I went from being in, in long-term relationships to being single. And when I was single, I was like, I just, you know, I want a girlfriend. Like, I just want to be able to have a girlfriend. Well, girls would come along that were just girlfriends. <laughs> I was majoring in the minor things. I'd finally get to a point where I talked to a girl and I'm like, oh, this is great. But then it was like, uh, but she's not where I want to be long-term, right? She's not wife material. She's not long-term lifelong partner material. She's just a girlfriend. Like, she can only get to so, you know, she can cover some of the needs, but it's not like somebody that you can really extrapolate out and go, we we're so consistent on where we want to go life long term that it's going to be a great match. And so when I would get a girlfriend, all of a sudden I'm like, but this doesn't feel right. So then I would just be like, why am I doing this? Right. I guess I'd be better off single. So then I get, you know, then I go back to single and then I get lonely and then I'd be like, wait a second, you know, being single isn't the isn't the right answer. I, I want to be in a relationship. I want to be able to enjoy spending time with life with somebody. And I kept ping ponging back and forth, back and forth. And it wasn't until all of a sudden I realized I was like, wait a second, this I'm majoring in the minor things. Right. I I kept having the short term goal of putting out, hey, I need to. You know, I want to have a girlfriend, but I, I wasn't getting past that. I was getting a girlfriend and then my next short term goal was to get single. So then I'd be single. And then my next short term goal was to get in a group relationship. And I just kept having these short term relationships, but they weren't. I didn't have a long term vision. I didn't have a long term vision of who. What did I want life to look like with somebody in it consistently? And <clears throat> I share the story with a lot of people. When I got super, super clear on what that was, what that looked like for me, who that girl was in a very eerie way, all of a sudden Amber showed up and, you know, the first time we talked, it was like four hours on the phone. It was like maybe 3 a.m. You know, we we finally got off the phone because we just were talking for so long and it was it was in that moment that I'm like, wait a second, like I'm onto something. I didn't know what I was onto. Now I can speak to it. But it's it, it was having a sufficient long term goal. And so I share these stories because I want to make sure that that it resonates with you in a different way. We talk about all this stuff at like surface level, right? We got to have long term goals. You got to have short term goals. Uh, but people get lost in that because it doesn't mean anything to them. They're like, sure, I, I, I want to make this and long term, I just want to be filthy rich, right? Or I don't want to have to work ever again. But it's it's just surface stuff. It's not it's it's energetically. Uh, silent, you know, the logic may be there, right? It may, it may be nice to say, but if you don't have that energetic follow through, then there's some missing things that can happen. So in, in kind of summation or summary, I want to share, you know, these two points, which is stacking short-term goals 
can be a great way of ensuring that you keep moving, you know, towards something. And that way you don't have, you don't experience that stall out burnout effect. And the second thing is having that long term and, you know, go back, go back and listen to the, to the long term goal, that one year plan. Right. And, and just play that out in your mind. Just start thinking like, what are the things, like, what cars am I attracted to? Like, what cars do I see going down the road? Right. It may be a, a, a Tesla. It may be the Tesla truck or the Tesla Model X, you know, or it could just be, um, you know, a Volvo, you know, who knows, a Mercedes. It doesn't matter what it is. Again, don't start casting judgment on yourself, but allow yourself to, to live lit up and go, if, if money wasn't an option, then how would I start to live my life? And then once you start allowing yourself in that creative mode, then all of a sudden what you'll start seeing is all, all this stuff start playing out and you go, oh, okay, I could do this in the short term. I could do this in the short term. And you start building your short-term roadmap and your long-term roadmap. And before you know it, you're actually living that life, you know, step-by-step step exactly how you portrayed it in your mind. Um, and so, so that's what I wanted to share with you guys today. It was, it was definitely a topic that when we, when anytime you start talking about something big, bigger than yourself, and I, and I consider wealth being that because wealth is more than just, Hey, you know, I, I got a, a bonus at work, you know, a, whatever it is, right. It, it's, it's wealth is really being defined as your time in which you have money to float. And so it starts to become bigger than just you, because when you start thinking of, of wealth and, and multi-generational wealth, you can start getting into this mindset of, well, how is it that I can get set up so that maybe my kids don't have to have to go to work? They can start really figuring out what lights them up and really start going at and being, you know, executing, right? Whatever it is that they want. Not to say that they're just going to float in the middle of a pool for the rest of their life, but like, what are the things that they really want to go do? It may be painting. It may be architecture. It may be graphic design. It may be, uh, who knows, right? Engineer, businessman, lawyer, right? You can just go through whatever that it might be, but you're giving them the freedom instead of having that time constraint on them. So uh, hopefully that all makes sense to you. Hopefully that allows you next time you start to get into a funk or feeling blah, or feeling like you're stalling out, this episode can kind of help get you back on track. Uh, so with that, we're going to close. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. Uh, hopefully the cicadas, if you're in the Midwest, the cicadas don't have a, um, aren't, aren't ruining your life too much and have a great rest of your day. Did you know that eight out of 10 men are living a life that they wish was better? I believe living an exceptional life means unlearning everything that we've been taught and dropping the shoulds immediately. Which is why I created a brand new ebook titled Coaching Secrets, How to Break Out of Ordinary and Live an Exceptional Life. I want to show you the mindsets, strategy, and tactics you need to live the life you were meant to be so that you can step into the vision that you have for yourself but maybe haven't taken action. And the best part about it? It's yours absolutely free. To get your copy, head on over to manofclass.com forward slash coaching secrets, and you can start living that life right now.